With my busy life, I use Shipt same-day delivery to keep up. When I need a jar of extra creamy peanut butter delivered, I know my personal shopper Amber will come through. And if it's not on the shelf, she asks them to check the bag. Shipt, delight in every delivery. Learn more at Shipt.com. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is a man who, once right here in this very garage and on this very show, claimed to know a lot of moms. Ladies and gentlemen, the mother's champion, he is the captain. His mother was a mother. It's good to be seen, and it's good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. In the garage today, we still have some Mom Jeans. Mom Jeans is a double milk stout with coffee and vanilla. If you ever wondered what your favorite stout would taste like wearing silk pajamas, well, the wait is over. Grab a four-pack of Mom Jeans Pints Garage Grade 4 caps. And you know who looks really good in some Mom Jeans, Captain? Our friends right here. Cheers to Josh and Jesslyn in Nashville, Tennessee. And a nice jib to Angie in Rush Hill, Missouri. Here we have Atina sending us a big, big cheers from San Francisco. Atina, Tina, Bobina. And a big shout to Robert in Pacifica, California. Next up, we have a cheers to Christina Agostino and beautiful parts unknown. We would like to thank Christina for being a longtime listener and a happy Mother's Day to Christina. Your boy Brennan loves you. And here's a cheers to all of the good moms out there. And most importantly, a big cheers and a I love you, mom, to my mother. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, thanks for filling up the fridge for our BWEWRUN beer run. And just a reminder for everybody living in Parts Unknown, we don't have many rules, but one of our main rules is you have to wash your Parts Unknown. So if you're going to live here, you better follow the rules. And Colonel, that is enough of the business. All right, everybody, gather around. Those who have washed, ga- <laughs> grab a beer, uh, grab a chair, grab a beer. Let's talk some true crime.
Today, a 42-year-old man remains behind bars, accused of kidnapping and attacking a nine-year-old girl found chained in his home. He's also being investigated in connection with the murder of two eighth-grade girls four years ago. We spoke with some of his family members who told us flat out he's evil. He's a monster, exactly. He is an absolute evil person. He's talking about his own brother, James Chadwell, who was accused of imprisoning a nine-year-old girl in his basement and is under investigation in the unsolved murders of teens Libby German and Abby Williams in 2017. Do I think that he's capable of that kind of crime? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's shown numerous times, not only to his friends, but his family as well, that he has that kind of evil streak to him. Chadwell's stepfather also fears the 42-year-old ex-con may be the mysterious figure caught on Libby's cell phone approaching them on an abandoned train trestle in Delphi, Indiana. Is he capable? Probably. You know, and should they let him back out on the street? Not ever. Throw the key away this time. Chadwell's brother Ashley says James tried to drown him when he was four years old. He is absolutely capable of killing someone. Chadwell has been in and out of jail since he was a teenager. I also just really don't like people. I have dogs. His body is covered in tattoos. One across his chest says rebellious. But... This is the tattoo that's drawing a lot of attention today. Some see an uncanny resemblance to slain Libby German. Look at them side by side. His brother says that's a relatively new tattoo. I really don't think that he had that tattoo when he got out of prison. This is a virtual reality reconstruction of the moment Libby and Abby were approached by the suspected killer. It was made by Crime Door, an app which recreates the scenes of notorious crimes. There's Libby bravely capturing the stranger on her cell phone. Now, could investigators finally be closing in on an arrest? He should be locked up and never let loose again because he's a monster. From the website FBI.gov, under seeking information in the double homicide case that is known as the Delphi murders, it says on February 13th, 2017, Liberty German, age 14, and Abigail Williams, age 13, were hiking on the Delphi Historic Trail near the Monon High Bridge, just east of Delphi in Carroll County, Indiana. Liberty and Abigail were reported missing to police after their parents were unable to locate them at the pickup location. Volunteers subsequently discovered the girls' bodies in the woods east of Delphi in Carroll County, Indiana, on the next day, February 14, 2017. Investigators have distributed a photo of a person observed on the Delphi Historic Trail The photo appears to depict a white male wearing blue jeans, a blue coat or jacket, and a hoodie. During the course of the investigation, evidence has led investigators to believe that the aforementioned person is suspected of being involved in the murders of Liberty and Abigail. The person depicted in the composite sketch is described as a white male between 5 foot 6 inches tall and 5 foot 10 inches tall, weighing 180 to 220 pounds with reddish-brown hair. His eye color is unknown. 
The suspect is believed to be between 18 and 40 years old, but may appear younger. You've asked for it. People want to know about this James Brian Chadwell II, the man who has most recently come into the question, into the fold of possibly being the Delphi killer, the bridge guy. He was arrested on April 19th for abducting a nine-year-old girl and assaulting her inside his home. Well, and yes, just comes on our radar, but it seems to me that his name has at least appeared on the radar of the Delphi murder case. And as said, this man was arrested, but it was late last week, mid to late last week, where the news started coming out that Carroll County might be looking at this guy as a possible connection to the Delphi homicides. And man, I got to tell you, Captain, my inbox was filling up rapidly with people who wanted to know more about James Brian Chadwell II, wanted us to talk about him, or demanded it's time once again for a Delphi update. Yes, probably the most messages we've ever received as far as breaking news. So we had to take the case that we we already had research and ready to go and put that on the back burner to discuss this one. So I'm sure there's going to be a few items that maybe we haven't uncovered because we haven't had that long to dive into this individual. But what? look, we can figure out a couple of things from what you just read. Mm-hmm. Five, six to five, ten. Does... Does James fit into that category? Yes. 5'8". Does he fit into that weight range? I would say, by looking at his pictures, possibly. So now we have two criterias met. Reddish brown hair. I think his hair could pass for that category. It's definitely in the brown category. I'll say that. So now we got three of the criterias. He lives or was living within 15 miles of the murders. When he was arrested in April of this year, the question then captain becomes where would he have been living in 2017? There's some information that we discussed in the last episode and that we found when looking into this guy that he potentially was living in, or at least listed an address somewhere that he was in Peru. Right. Indiana at the time of the year of 2017. Now I'm showing it's about a 37 mile jaunt from Peru to Delphi. The interesting thing here, and I don't think that this has to do exactly with this James Chadwell character, but I remember from our previous coverage, we were talking about some of the search warrants that were issued from Carroll County within days of them finding the two girls. And I remember us discussing there was a search warrant that was issued for someone or a residence, at least in Peru, Indiana within days. Again, I don't think it is directly tied to this James Chadwell guy, but, but a weird thing there that. Yeah. One of my sources says it says it is that this is, is directly connected to him again, though. You hear this this misinformation all the time, and there's a couple people that talk to law enforcement in the Delphi murders case early on. I do not want to state their names, but you know who you are. But supposedly there is a connection between 
this Chadwell and these individuals that knew Abby and Libby and, and that came forward with information that they gave to law enforcement. Is that possibly why Chadwell was on their radar? Again, a lot of the stuff that we're going to bring up doesn't mean anything. It could mean everything or it could mean nothing. Like James Bryan Chadwell seems to be interested in hiking or bridges. And so is it possible that he was somebody that would visit Delphi to go to their park to hike around? We also know that he has trespassing on his background. So is is he somebody that doesn't necessarily stay on the trails but roams wherever he wants to? Again, they were murdered in a part of the park that was not open to the public. So a lot of different things. But when they talked to Chadwell's family about the arrest and the possible connection to Delphi, both his father and his brother said, look, we think he's capable of murder. And I think that's pretty telling, not only coming from the father, but also the brother. But then you get, again, conflicting reports because he has a lot of tattoos and some of these tattoos on his arm, they look of like almost like crying children. They have no eyes. They just, so that there's no, there's no eyes in the, in the tattoo drawings. And there's one where it's a tattoo of a girl and it looks like she's either her, her makeup's running or possibly that she's bleeding from her eyes. And a lot of people think that this looks like Libby from the Delphi murders. Yeah, we talked about uh, on the previous show people doing side-by-sides of bridge guy and potential suspects and how that's gotten really blown way out of proportion to an uncomfortable level. But I've seen side-by-sides of Libby German and this tattoo yes. on this on this uh, despicable human being's arm. And people saying, hey, is this a tattoo of Libby German? And one person even posts, someone explain this tattoo, please. Someone that knows this man, who knows Chadwell, please tell us who the girl on his arm is, if not Libby German. Now, well, a couple things. One, I'll post that picture on our Instagram. Look, anytime we cover a case, we post a lot of pictures from the case on our Instagram or Facebook, and you can find those on any of those platforms at True Crime Garage. When I look at it, it again, it doesn't look unlike Libby German to me, but it also looks so very plain and nondescript that... I don't know that we could say that it is her. The tattoo to me almost looks like a a, a character of some type, more right. rather than uh, you know, hey, I know um, the love of my life is Julie. Could you could you put a picture of you know draw a picture of Julie on my arm? Well, this guy's you know he's a douche, and look, so he has this these weird tattoos. Why would you put that on your body? Look, I like tattoos. I think people should have the freedom to put whatever they want. You know, draw a bunch of penises if you want and put it as tattoos all over your body. I, I don't care. Uh, but this becomes a little suspicious. Now, the claims I heard w- was he had this tattoo going all the way back to 2016. Obviously, would that be of liberty? I would say no if that was the case. 
But when they talked to his brother about this tattoo, his recollection is, no, he did not have that tattoo until later, until after he got out of jail the last time. It looks like to me something from some form of entertainment. I can't put my, I can't really put my finger on it. I, I feel like yeah, it's like something it's a from a cartoon, from character. a comic book or a cartoon or a movie, something of, of that uh, nature. It's still just odd again. Well, could, it doesn't help his case. <laughs> could mean anything could mean nothing. I mean, he's just, this guy's scum. Yeah. And we read through the charges that it sounds like he's going to be charged with in the April 19th incident. So yeah, he, I mean, he is scum and, Regardless of how long that list of charges are, some of those charges are going to stick. We know that. Thank yeah. God there was a survivor, the person he intended to hurt, harm, in whatever manner that was, whatever his intent, in fact, was, she survived. She will be able to testify against him. She will be able to stand up in a court of law and point across the room and say, that is the man that abducted me. That is the man that attacked me. And in, in, in her opinion, um, which which is should be 100% validated, it, she says he was going to kill me. Yeah, and in my personal opinion, that's not even going to happen. They're not going to go to trial. I mean, he's the fact that he has um, the added habitual uh, charges, a, a, a habitual offender, charges that he'll be facing. I think you were saying something like five to 20 years extra. They're not, they're not going to go to trial. They'll make, they'll make a deal, which is interesting. Well, maybe, I mean, depending on what his representation is, if you got a strong case against the guy and you think you got a slam dunk, there's no need to deal with this dude. You drag his ass into court and you you charge him with all the charges you think you got a slam dunk with and you put him away for as long as you possibly can. No, I understand that. But because of the habitual offender charges that ramp up the amount of years, they can decide to make a deal so they don't have to put this nine-year-old through a trial. And I think that's what they'll do. I think that's the responsible thing to do. Because because what I'm saying is they have that ace in their back pocket. Oh, by the way, we're charging you with these five or six counts. But on top of that, we can get you another 20 years. And we'll put this girl on the stand and we'll get the 20 years extra. Or we can just not have her be on the stand and we just won't throw. We'll just we won't put the icing on the cake. We won't throw on another 20 years. But what he's looking at life in prison pretty much no matter what. Um, I don't think so. I mean, it could be, uh, I think what I read was 25, 20 to 25 years. But again, this news is all coming out rapid and, and pretty fast. And you see, I saw higher, uh, but yeah, who knows? I mean, and, and so there's all these, again, back to the tattoo. Some people are saying he got it in 2016, his brother saying, I don't think so. I think that it's a lot newer. Uh, does it match her? I I think I'd say yes, but again, is it kind of a just a generic idea of a tattoo? So I don't know how much is there. I put more weight to the fact that this guy is interested in spending time outdoors 
and going to different parks, and he has several pictures of him on a bridge. That's just not something that you're going to find on everybody's Facebook page. I also think that this guy doesn't have a lot of friends. So I just don't think there's going to be a lot of sources you can go to to be like, do you know when this guy got this tattoo? Do you know where he was at on this date? Do you? I just don't think there's going to be enough uh, sources to go on because I think this guy is such a piece of shit that he's probably basically alienated himself from from most people in his life. Well, and he's had some time in and out of jail, in and out of prison in his adult life, which um, hopefully got in the way of his uh, social life. Yeah, and hopefully stop some of his criminal activity. But um, let's see, what else is a good match for Chadwell? Well, you talked about some of the physical descriptions, how they match up, uh, potentially match up, or fall within the realm of... And we didn't get to his age. So, you know, they say they're looking for someone 18 to 40, might look younger. He certainly falls in that range. He's 42 years old and was arrested on April 19th of this year. But we got to keep in mind, this is four years after the fact of the Delphi double murder. So he would have been 38 at the time. And I do believe my, my humble goat opinion is that he does look a little younger than his than his actual uh, listed age here, so he. Does, I agree. It's I a agree. big window they gave us to work with, Captain. But he he does definitely fall within inside that window, and you and I think does look a little younger than his his uh, date of birth. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one because there's so much, and maybe it's just because there's been so many and I couldn't name them all and I couldn't tell you how many times in the last four years that all of a sudden I'm getting notifications on Twitter, some on Facebook, then next thing you know, text messages, emails. What about this guy for Delphi? And there hasn't been one that I that has really hit my gut that said, this is it. This is, today's the day, right? Like they say. Mm-hmm. And I think this one was interesting, though, because when I first started getting bombarded with the emails and the messages on social media, my gut feeling was this isn't the guy. And then you start just going through little pieces of evidence, just what we know on the surface level. And you go, well, this none of this stuff is ruling this individual out. Now, he might have some airtight alibi, but this guy is such a horrible individual, there's nobody out there that is going to be this guy's alibi unless they're a legit alibi. Well, and as you pointed out, you know, his own father and brother both now on record saying, yeah, we think he's probably capable of something like the the Delphi double homicides. Of course, we we should remind everybody that Obviously, they're saying this after the fact, after they know that he abducted this nine-year-old girl, locked her up in his basement, and in her words, was trying to kill her. Right. Uh, So, of course, they're factoring that in. You really wonder if you could hop in the time machine and and go back to 2018, uh, 2017, in in April or March or, or June of that year, and ask these two 
fellas the same question if they would in fact have the same answer. Now you said friends or or what kind of people could we talk to? There is somebody and I'm going to leave out their whatever they're posting this under because well, I don't have to tell you my reasons, but uh, I'm going to leave that out. There is a post that I saw on Reddit that says some guy on Facebook says he used to work with him being James Brian Chadwell. And again, he seems to be going under Brian Chadwell on most social circles. Used to work with Chadwell in Kokomo, Indiana, around the time of the Delphi murders. And says that they suspected him of being involved. And this person claims that he tried to call the tip line many times, but it was through the FBI and their comments was, it was a joke. Look, I can't speak to what this person's experience was. Right. We, we don't know if this is all factual information. We can say this. If you're, if you're calling in a tip to your local authorities on, on any case, and it doesn't have to be Delphi, but any case, but if it were Delphi, the FBI, whomever you decide to call, don't exp- this doesn't mean that they, they jump into the car, call all available units and sirens are blazing and they go, you know, a hundred mile an hour down the road to this individual's house that you call in the tip. Right. They're going to do their, their work behind the scenes, do their due diligence. They're probably going to check you out too, to make sure that you're not some nut job or some, some person that's trying to throw this individual un, under the bus for reasons unknown, for reasons that have nothing to do with that particular right, case at that, all. But that's why, again, <laughs> I go, my gut is saying, I don't know about this guy. A couple things kind of line up, but then you sent me a message that just kind of hit me and I stopped and I'm not the most religious man or spiritual man. And I, all I said was, I just said, I hope this is it. Oh yeah. You know, for the family, I, I hope my gut is wrong about this guy, but the more that you talk about him and the more you look into him, the more your gut is kind of being quiet about it. And that's why I believe like you said, tips or whatever, this individual, this numbnuts was on a list, maybe a big list of people, but then his name pops up in the, the, the news and now all law enforcement around Delphi is going, hey, now, now this guy, now all the, the sirens are going. Now it's all hands on deck to figure out if this creep is responsible for two murders. Here's the thing that I often wonder about too, especially when we talk about somebody like this Chadwell character. I have to remind everyone and remind myself in the process. And this is something that we've talked about here on about this case specifically multiple times. We know the outcome of what went down that day near the Monon high bridge. We do not know what the intent of the perpetrator was. We do not know what the goal would have been, if you will, of bridge guy. Could it have been to abduct? Could it have been to move them to another area? Was it in fact to kill someone, anyone or targeted individual or individuals there that day near the bridge or near the park? 
We don't know that. We won't know that until this guy is in handcuffs and tried and convicted. But with Chadwell, what I would really like to know, we got so many people covering it. We're, we're trying to cover it ourselves here today. I want to know when I, I, and I will, I'm hoping this thing goes to trial because if so, I will be tuning in if, if able to do so. If not, I'll be reading the news snippets that are coming out. And I'm with you, Captain. I think if it does go to trial, it's going to be pretty quick and clean. It won't take a long time to convict this guy. I hope this guy folds. I think if they put enough pressure on him, this idiot likes to talk. I want to know. Yeah, we've seen some of his social stuff. He's not the uh, brightest bulb out there. Um, but anyway, I want to know more about this lock on the basement door because it's described as like a, a chain type lock in some of the news outlets that we've seen. And I understand that depending on where you live and depending on the structure that you live in, there are reasons to have such a lock on your basement door, but the overwhelming majority of the time there is not. There is very little, if any reason at all, to even have a lock on your basement door, let alone one that locks from the upstairs, keeping whatever it is downstairs locked up. Right. And what I'm getting at is, look, a lot of these dudes, there are crimes of opportunity. They see a potential victim, they see someone that's vulnerable, and they take this opportunity that presented itself to them, to this monster and they seize the moment and they capture that person and they do whatever it is that they do or what they wanted to do. But here I have to believe my suspicion is 100, almost 100% captain. This crime of opportunity of tricking this girl inside to pet the dogs When did that lock and why did that lock? Why was it put on that door? If it wasn't there when this Yahoo moved in, he put it on there with the purpose of what he did on April 19th with putting someone, confining someone in that space. Mm -hmm. That is a different level of sadistic. That is a different level of evil. In my mind, someone who's making preparations and waiting for that opportunity to present itself. And when it does, the monster knows I've been preparing for this. I'm ready. I can get away with this. I can win. I can get the result that I wanted. I can carry out those sick, sadistic fantasies that I've been thinking about. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL 
is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash garage. Visit IXL.com slash garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com slash garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. 
Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, we are back. Cheers, please. We want to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Does anybody have, does any of our listeners out there have any information that they can share with us that we can share with law enforcement to help qualify or disqualify? And look, it's not lost on us that everything's lost on us. Well, actually you're right. Most things are lost on us. Hell, we've been locked up in a garage for five years, Yeah, but it's not somebody let us us out that this is uh, a a lot of speculation. The reason why you're so curious about this chain being on the door is because we, we have one keeping us in here. We thought it was smart to put one on the outside, but we, now we can't get out. And so we understand this is a lot of speculation. What does him posting that I, Hey, I've slept under a bridge for five days, 10 days, whatever he said. Hey, I'm, I'm out camping. Hey, out enjoying the outdoors with the nice bonfire. Oh, he's had, he's got this tattoo. You know, people will go, are these tattoos of, of girls crying on his arms? And you know, there's a hot debate over, did he have these tattoos in 2016 before the Delphi murders? Did he, did he not have them until after the fact there seems to be people posting stuff that, that would argue that either way. I think he could be bridge guy and the tattoo have nothing to do with that case at all with, uh, with that murder at all. No, no, I agree. And I, I think here, here's where I'm at with old Chadwell is one, I think we should light his face on fire and put it out with the shovel a couple times. I mean, that wouldn't be killing him. Um, and just see if he'd start answering our questions after that. But since we're not allowed to do that, because that's illegal in this country, where I'm at with him is I, I haven't found a no yet. Height, hair color, weight, proximity. A lot of different things. There's no, no yet as far as to throw him off the list. I mean, if you came back and said, well, he's six, eight, I'd go, okay, we'll throw him off the list. Right. right? But there's nothing that's sticking out to me. I don't know if there's anything sticking out to you. Well, no, there's nothing sticking out as a no for me. And there's nothing, you know, that says a 100% yes as well. Again, he's just a, a agree the newest guy in a growing list of suspects. And you know what? It, it, for for those that hate speculation, whatever, that's fine. I get it. 
because there is a lot of bad speculation out there in a lot of cases and in a, a lot in this Delphi case as well. But all of these people that have ended up on this suspect list, and again, it is a suspect list that's been compiled by the public and the press and the media, not so much law enforcement, other than law enforcement has with every one of these guys said, yes, this is an individual we are aware of. Yes, this is an individual that we are looking at a link between our case and what this guy has done. But every one of these people deserves to be on the Delphi suspect yeah. list. It's a it's a list of shit, okay? Of shit people. Uh, yeah, it's just frustrating. And, and, and I hope, um, I was kind of hoping that maybe after the weekend, because, you know, the arrest happened, what, last Monday? So I was hoping, hey, in seven days, maybe we would know a little bit more. Or maybe he would start talking because, again, he seems to be a person that doesn't mind talking. But my other issue with him being a talker is I think a lot of the stuff that he posts on social media is complete horseshit. Where I think he says all this stuff about, you know, I mean, he talks constantly about wanting a real woman and a real woman's over the age of 30. Okay, so you're saying you want a real woman over the age of 30, but you're going to rape a nine-year-old. You know, his actions don't line up at all with some of his words. And we talk about speculation, Captain. I, I do want to point out some, look, again, we don't know the answers to what went down that day in Delphi. We won't until this thing is solved and someone is convicted. But I've seen some silliness. There's always been some silliness with some really out there kind of wild theories in Delphi. I'm always very off put when somebody is recommending that somebody that looks like Bridge Guy, th this is this could be the guy because he looks like him. But, oh, he lives in California and he's lived there for the last 20 years. Never even been to Indiana. Couldn't even find it on a map. Yeah. But one, one of the new silly things that are coming out, and this is all Chadwell related, is that some people are speculating that Bridge Guy is, is holding a puppy or multiple puppies under the jacket, under the blue coat. I've even seen it suggested that that's why they took a video of this guy rather than calling 911. Look, again, we yeah. don't know the answers, but that seems like a... An interesting thought and theory to have. Well, um, look, I mean, we've always questioned DNA, but I would say that if you're an avid pit bull lover and a pit bull owner, guess what you normally have on your person? You have pit bull hair. So would they be able to find any kind of dog hair at the scene of the crime? Right. Do, do, they might have that evidence. That would be almost as good as having DNA. Any kind of domesticated animal uh, hairs at the scene would be interesting to know. But I want to go through this one post here that I found on Reddit. There's a bunch of activity about Chadwell on Reddit as well as uh, web sleuths and all kinds the, of. Give the poster credit. All kinds of websites out there. Yes, I will. This this poster is you in Schitt's Creek. 
and I thought this was was a you lot. Shit's Creek. I thought this was a brilliant post here. Uh, it says why POIs, persons of interest, like Chadwell, are viable. And it goes on to say, I think a lot of people are hung up on the idea of Bridge Guy being some well thought out serial killer that always acts on the same M.O. in every crime they commit. At its core, we are likely dealing with someone who carries out sadistic, impulsive behavior, and the outcome of each incident differs based on unforeseen variables. The only definite things we know about the Delphi crime is that it ended in a double homicide and was committed by someone that accompanies a pixelated video slash photo and distorted audio. Everything else regarding this crime is speculation since law enforcement has kept all other details close to the chest. Even my comment, not me, but uh, Schitt's Creek comment, even my comment about BG, bridge guy's behavior being impulsive is speculation because there is no concrete public evidence that this individual premeditated it or acted on impulse. And that is precisely why any persons of interest that at bare minimum targets younger kids in either an abduction scenario or attempted murder skyrockets to the top of the list. A person of interest doesn't need to commit a crime in the woods. Use a hatchet, knife, or axe as rumored. Have it happen during the daytime. Victim exactly 13 or 14 years of age. Two victims, etc., etc. A profile can be substantially broader than that because we don't know the facts of the crime scene and the motive behind it. It's entirely plausible that Bridge Guy's sole intention was abduction and sexual assault, and the situation in Delphi drastically morphed and got out of hand, resulting in murder with immediate remorse with no sexual assault occurring. It's also entirely plausible that Bridge Guy's sole intention was murder. It's that ambiguity that makes suspects like Chadwell viable. He lives in the area, visually isn't a far cry from the sketch, and has shown to commit sadistic acts towards kids. You can't discredit a person of interest because their recent victim was nine years old versus Abby and Libby being 14. A child to someone in their 40s could easily be 8 to 15 years old. We just don't know. I am hoping it is him for the sake of justice, but if it isn't, law enforcement work continues. Just remember, when dealing with mentally unstable and psychopathic individuals, it isn't always cookie cutter. And I think that's good. I think that's a good reminder for people out there that saying it is Chadwell or it isn't Chadwell. Right. We don't know. And we're, we're here to speculate it on it because we've been told to. The email was blowing up. The inbox was blowing up, and we had people saying, look, did you see what's happening with Delphi? There's movement in the case. We've had people say, well, we just don't want to always cover cases that are cold or cases that are solved. We want to, we want to talk about stuff that's current as well. So when these breaking news happen and they're big, we want to put the work in. And I think, like you said, I mean, if you just go down the laundry list, hype 
can match. Weight can match. Hair color can match. Location can match. Um, age. Age can match. Ugliness. Ugliness can match. Creepy guy. And and then again, then I think you start getting into weirder ones if you want to start talking about the tattoos and, you know, whether or not this individual likes going to bridges and stuff like that. I think those are on the outside of things. But once you get past five or six, you go, okay, well, this is definitely somebody that they're going to look into. But I, I think uh, if it is him, we'll know probably within a week because there'll be either extra charges or some statement from police. Uh, I hope they just don't go cold on it because I don't think that's fair to the public, especially the public that has been so adamant on, on getting uh, as many resources as they can to the FBI, to Indiana State Police, and, and, and others involved in this case. Correct me if my memory is wrong here, Captain, but my general off-the-cuff, kind of off-the-rip thinking is that Daniel Nations is really the only one, the, the man that was a sexual offender in Indiana and apprehended in Colorado for weird, bizarre behavior. He's the only one that I recall them not saying that they cleared, but I think they had some remark of like, well, we're moving on from Daniel Nations. Yeah. I, I want to say that uh, Carter said something to the effect of he's not somebody we're interested in at this time. Right. And out of the suspects that we listed that are the publicly known ones, he, in my memory is the only one that they, they had any kind of statement that could be pointing to that. He's not our guy that we've somewhat cleared him. Yeah. But I think he's the only one that they've ever came forward and say, we're looking into nations as a person of interest where other people have, have had to ask the question about a specific person before right. they mentioned the name. So you go from nations to this and what really has drawn me out again, something we don't know is the media calling him a suspect or are they getting that term from law enforcement? And if they're getting that term from law enforcement, I think there's probably a handful of other items about this dickweed that we just aren't privy to. It sounds to me, and I'm just going off of the the words and, and the the what what words were used in the communications back and forth between law enforcement and the media. It almost looks like simultaneously, Captain, that the the media suspected Chadwell, and as soon as they reached out to law enforcement, they're saying, "Yeah, this is somebody that we've been made aware of, and we're looking at." So almost simultaneously, he may have come on the radar of both at the same time, or at least he's moved up the priority list very quickly, very recently with this arrest on April 19th. But I think the Schitt's Creek poster. Yeah, it's a very intelligent post. I think it's an intelligent post, and I think it brings up, you know, some other questions and some other thoughts. You know, when we talk about, we talked about how, is bridge guy a serial killer and and his post very very intelligently points out that we don't know what the intentions were of bridge guy that day right did did he kill as uh, just because he had to or felt he had to on that day we don't know but yeah, if he was was it revenge or right and if it were a serial killer type and that's 
you know, one thing that I know a little more about than the average Joe out there, we've seen these types. Yeah, they they have an ideal victim type, but it doesn't have to be their ideal victim type. Right. We've seen that time and time again. Bundy killed a young girl. Most of his other victims were roughly college age girls. And a lot of them happen to have brown hair. So did he have a type? Yes. Is he willing to step outside of that to fill, fulfill these urges, these sadistic, horrible urges that he has? Yes. Yeah. Most of them are. That's uh, what you're saying. We saw that with BTK. We, we've seen it time and time again with several of the serial killers. Now, would he stop? Can he stop? Because that was a question that we posed earlier. If in fact, it's always been the, the overwhelming majority's belief that bridge guy is either a serial offender, serial killer who is, who has committed these crimes before Delphi or was just starting off and was going to commit them after Delphi. So would he stop? Can he stop? And I think that's an interesting question because when we looked and profiled somebody like the still unsolved Zodiac killer, we observed a lot of things that suggested maybe after the Paul Stein murder that he did in fact stop. And if he did, the most likely reason that he stopped was because he almost got caught. He was almost identified. Bridge guy was almost caught, almost identified. Hell, he may have been interviewed by police. He may have been interviewed by police on more than one occasion. But when you commit a double homicide and then you see your picture on the TV days later, and then a couple days after that, you hear your voice on the TV, that's powerful stuff. So would he stop? Could he stop if, in fact, he was a serial offender? Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for subscribing and telling a friend. Again, any information that you think that we don't have on this James Brian Chadwell, please go to our blog, leave the information there, or you can leave the information on any of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And our previous Delphi coverage is Delphi Murders back in episodes 110 and 111 from May 2017. We covered it again in July of 2019 with a four-part series. And last year in 2020, we had a Delphi murders discussion. And then just a couple months ago, Captain Delphi murders four years later, episodes 468 and 469. That was in March of this year. Also, we have Kelsey German, who is Libby's older sister. She was, in fact, the one that dropped the girls off that day near the Monon High Bridge. She recently had a tweet that was in regards to the arrest and suspicion that now surrounds James Brian Chadwell II. And she said that there's a resemblance. Okay. There was a resemblance with D N C E P E 
TB and several others, obviously listing some other public media suspects. You can see these people in a simple Google search of the girls, she says. They all did bad things, but they weren't our bad guy. Imagine if every time someone sent me a picture or a name of a person, I got my hopes up thinking that could be him. I'd still be sitting here brokenhearted, but with no hope left and even more devastated. She goes on to say, please no more side-by-sides, no more names, turn them in. Let law enforcement do their job. And people that listen to our other show off the record, OTR, will tell you that we reported that just last month there was an increase to the reward fund to find the perpetrator of the Delphi double homicides from 2017 An anonymous donor contributed $100,000, bringing the total in the reward fund to $325,000 to turn in Bridge Guy, to make this arrest and make this conviction stick. If you want to submit a tip, again, they prefer that you use the email, which is Abby and Libby Tip at C-A-C-O-S-H-R-F dot com. There is a tip line if you prefer to call, and that would be to call the Indiana State Police at 800-382-7537. And until next week, be good, be kind, and don't litter. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 